the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour podcast. We have to clarify that. This is where you could call up and you could swear if it's genteel, not too crazy. 312-642-5600. The Liberty Hour is where we discuss and dissect political talking points of both parties designed specifically to deceive you, to distract you. Well, the whole time lying, frauding you, but moreover, enriching the political atmosphere, the world of politics which is really the true 1% in the country. 1% in the country isn't some guy trying to own four uh, Chick-fil-A's. That's not the 1%. That's the hard-working son of a gun. The 1% is the lobbyist. The 1% is the corporatist fraud lawyer wired into this political scam. Every once in a while, Toto pulls back the curtain, and you actually get to see Oz. And yesterday, via Zero Hedge, may they... Go on for as long as I'm alive, at least. They do the actual reporting. They don't have an agenda of socialism. They're not lying and buffing up bad policies. They're not selling you temporary solutions to permanent problems. Oh, I like that. There's another, another one for the T-shirt. Socialism. Temporary solutions for permanent problems. Let's get that patented, boys. Copywritten. Whatever. Because I want to make as much money as Nancy Pelosi does. Did you see what this son of a gun, this drunken stumble bum did the other day? Which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is proof that she doesn't believe her own bullshit. Nancy Pelosi, she's really not a socialist. She doesn't believe in all that spread the wealth nonsense. In fact, what she believes in is corrupting the economy so she can make the wealth. Her and her husband, scholar that he is, road scholar, which, by the way, he didn't do too well uh, prior to Nancy um, becoming a... Uh, Congressperson, no, didn't do that well at all. In fact, he's just a struggling developer. Kind of here today, gone tomorrow. You know, shot down in April, back up in May like Frank Sinatra. But once his old lady became a congresswoman, my, oh, my, how things took off. So here's what Nancy Pelosi is doing to show you that she is truly a better economist than anybody who uh, Trump has working for him. Definitely Stephen Moore, and we'll get to him later. Um, here's the title. Why was Nancy Pelosi buying the effing, not me, Zero hedge, dip in Amazon, Apple, and Facebook shares. See, here's what happens. In the dark of night, sometimes when they're asked to, these politicians have to release their investments. This is so good, ladies and gentlemen, because it is it 
truly solidifies everything I tell you is wrong, that there are two sets of rules, not just in the rules that government makes that they break when they want to, but there's two separate rules in money-making in general. Now, I want you to think about this. This is a woman who her entire life, she has been preaching the failed benefits of socialism. For all intents and purposes, she, she wants to get rid of. She's been bashing the rich, bashing the 1%, the whole time amassing fortunes most of us can't even imagine, let alone achieve. Here, uh, with the Democrats demanding, Nancy Pelosi, her family, were making leveraged long bets on tens of millions of dollars worth of shares in Amazon, Facebook, and Apple. Now, here's something that she did that most E.F. Hutton traders wouldn't do. She's buying calls. She's buying options. Now, you'll hear the propaganda by most people who don't understand the, the uh, in- intricacies of options, and they'll say something like, 95% of all options expire worthless. Well, that's only true in the commodities, not stocks. In stocks, it's more like 60 to 70% of all options expire worthless. So that means you have a 60 to 70% chance when you buy an option that you are going to lose all the money. So I want you to think about that. Who in their right mind would risk one to five million dollars. This is the other thing, how, they, how we allow these, these frauds to, uh, to report their investments. Here's how, here's how Nancy reported her investments in Amazon. Well, yeah, I bought them on October 12th, 2018. I did buy options, of which I have a 60 to 70% chance of losing everything. Not only did I buy them, I spent between one and five million. Well, who the hell doesn't know what they spend after a million dollars? You're going to ballpark it between one and five million. So let's just say what she really spent was four point nine 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 million because that's what she really spent. Now the the intricacies of the trade are what is completely astonishing to me. This is she's buying sixteen hundred strike price that are maturing on January seventeenth. I want you to think about it. She gave herself a sixty day window, and she risked. $5 million, knowing you have a 70% chance of it being worthless. Do you think she knows something? Do you need to be hit in the head with a brick to understand that this is nothing but self-aggrandizing, inside trading, bald face fraud? Because unless these things expire worthless, she knew what's down the pipe. Because she just didn't do it with Amazon. She did it with AT&T. She did it with Facebook. And she did it with Apple. And her lowest amount that she admits to is half a million bucks, and that's for Apple. She invested between half a million and a million. She was a little tighter on the estimate there. I want you to think about what's really happening, how K Street, how lobbyists, the kind of money that is encapsulated in Washington, D.C., while the rest of the area is a ghetto. Do you see what's going on? Why do you think so many lawyers and the scam... What we see here in Cook County, it's infinitesimal to the kind of money that's being frauded and stolen. Now, most of it's in the name of a promised good economy. And I want you to keep in mind something as I listen to some of the benefits of Trump. Because Trump right now, in fact, minutes before I went on, was bashing the Fed, which should be bashed. Not because of their different policies. Not because they've been wrong 80% of the time. They're worse than option plays. But because when they tell you we need to raise rates for a good economy, what they're not telling you is they make a tremendous amount of money on the debt 
None of us voted for. There isn't a guy out there that I know, and I know a lot of people, right? We get a lot of people who call in the show, 312-642-5600. Who said it was okay to amass $22 trillion, which is, you know, we had a, a caller yesterday, and he was talking about the cost of health care, and we talk about these trillions, and we don't even realize what kind of numbers we're talking about. One trillion seconds is 33,000 years. Yet you're talking about trillions upon trillions of dollars, and you're hiding, you're cooking the books, and you've come to just under $22 trillion in national debt. So when you raise the rate, the interest rate, a tenth of a percent, do you realize how much money and interest we're talking about? And the answer is no. No, you don't. Because we can't. We're but mere mortals. Not these gods of wisdom and speculation and economic prowess like Nancy, I can't find my car, Pelosi. This dimwit. Dimwit that buys $5 million worth of an Amazon option play. It would be one thing if she bought the stock. Then you would say, okay, absolutely, she's corrupt. And she has, what do you think, she has an idea? She woke up and her big toe itched, and she said, I'm going to buy Amazon stock today. Is that what you think happened? She bought the most risky investment the most knowledgeable investor could buy. In fact, there isn't a Wall Street guru that would tell you take $5 million, and I don't care how much money you have, Take $5 million and give yourself a 60-day window to make money. Are you nuts? This is absolute and total corruption. Where's FBI? Where's Jim Comey? You want to chase around that Nimrod uh, uh, Corsi or that other buffoon Roger Stone with the tattoo of Nixon on his back in hopes you get a crime? This is a crime right here in your face. Where's the investigative reporters? Well, they're busy. There's collusion. Collusion with Russia. And by the way, this is the other thing. Here's how you know Trump's not colluding with Russia, because what he's done is start an economic war that we're going to lose. You understand? And I'm not talking about trade with China, and we'll get Stephen Moore on. I'm talking about do you realize what's going on with sanctions on Russia, with what's happening with China, with what's happening with India, that now our big ally, Japan, they're all dumping our debt, which means they're dumping it back to us, because we have to keep the game going, the lie that somebody's interested in buying our debt. And not only that, they're doing a, a, a sneaky economic word called repatriating gold. Ooh, that sounds interesting. What's that mean? That means they want the gold that we say we have back. So they're hoarding gold. They're asking for gold we don't have back. And they're selling our debt. And they're doing it in unison in a, in a veiled attempt, not even veiled. They're boldly getting off the U.S. dollar. Do you see what's going on? This isn't about your tricycle at Walmart. It isn't about America first. This is about we have been lying to the world since the Bretton Woods Agreement. We've been spending at an unbelievable rate, and we've been borrowing at a greater rate. Because I've listened to the radio on my way in today, and I heard in between the newscasts by our brilliant news reporter, who I love very much, and he has to read the news, and they're talking about how the economy is growing. It is not growing at 40% the rate of our debt because the debt is constant and forever. The economy, they have to cook the books to get to that fake number. But the debt, there's no cooking books. In fact, they got to try and figure out how not to report it so they don't give you the unfunded liabilities, which if you thought that $22 trillion was a lot, that's 10% of what the unfunded liabilities are. So here's the, the story, ladies and gentlemen. We, um, we make Detroit look like an economic superpower. If you were to fungigate the debt, the income, and take out the Keynesian government spending, uh, how's the economy looking now? And on top of that, 
The only thing we had going for us was that by some miracle, countries were abiding by an agreement we broke the terms of called the Brenton Woods Agreement, and they were using our dollar as the base currency of the world. And that's why you hear things um, from Stephen Moore and from Trump. Hey, it's not as bad as it could be. We're doing better than they are. Sure, it's not good, but we're doing better than China. Is that the goal? And here's the other thing. When Trump goes off the rails, and here, I'm not, listen, I want to I tell you something right now. When Trump was running, I really loved his policy on foreign policy and how he, how he um, explained George Bush's failure in the war. I mean, I absolutely and totally loved it. In fact, where, where do I have Trump one? Right here. When you said that George W. Bush, which was our last Republican president, uh, a man I respect greatly, uh, a person that we really fought for when he was up against a lot of pressure, that, that he lied to get us in the war in Iraq. That, that, that stung me very deeply. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't believe that. I, I'm just okay. wondering, given some time passing, perhaps you've rethought that? Would you be willing to rethink that? Well, a lot of people agree with what I said, and I'm not talking about lying. I'm not talking about not lying. Nobody really knows why we went into Iraq. Uh, the Iraqis did not knock down. It was not Saddam Hussein that knocked down the World Trade Center. This okay. is what I love. What you said was they lied. They said there were weapons of mass destruction, and there were none, and they knew there were none. There were no weapons. Well, there are a lot of people that think that. There were a lot of people that think, look, bottom line, there were no weapons of mass destruction. They said there are weapons of mass destruction. I was so, against so the war think, when it started. Do you think the president... The United States, George W. Bush, lied. Well, look, to I'm not going to get you a vote, but that's okay. Let, I, let me just this. giving you another let me, shot. Let me out. tell you something. I'll tell you very simply. It w- may have been the worst decision going into Iraq. May have been the worst decision anybody has made, any president has made in the history of this country. Absolutely that's absolutely right. Okay? He's absolutely here's, here's right. what happens. We have spent two trillion dollars six in Iraq and fighting Iraq. Two trillion, two trillion, thousands of lives. Right. We have wounded warriors who I love all over the place. These are the most incredible. These are braver than all of us in this room put together. I look at the attitude, and I work with them, and these are great people. We got nothing. We have nothing. We're not even there. We can't even make a phone call right now. But to his question, I, I'm trying believe, to separate. I I, yeah. I, let me tell you. Do, do I you know? Believe he lied, or do you? Do you well, I can tell you this. I can. T- I don't. Whether he lied or not, he went into Iraq. It was a horrible decision. This is when I loved him. This is when I would call the morning show and say, I love. What this guy is doing, because he's looking at the neocon and he's saying to you, you lied. It was a fraud and you're in soup you can't possibly get out of. But I can. That's what he presented. And that's when I said early on, loved when they, I, would, I would argue with uh, Dan Proft on the morning show. No, no, no. He's better than 16 of the 17, 16 of the 18, however many there were. I always thought that uh, he would kind of do what he did in 2000 which it was a Roger Stone publicity tour, run a little bit, then back out. I thought that would be what it is, you know, what happened. But he was speaking the truth then. And by the way, it's not $2 trillion. It's not two. I wish it was two. But here's what ABC News said the other day. New report says the U.S. has spent $6 trillion on wars in the Middle East since 9-11. Researchers at Brown University compiled this report. Now, they say that price tag includes Pentagon spending, which totals nearly $5 trillion. It also factors in $1 trillion that has gone toward war-related costs like veterans' care and counter-terror efforts. The report estimates as many as 500,000 people, civilians and fighters on both sides, have been killed since 2001 in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Pakistan. Each one of those lives, 
Each one of those lives, way more important, way more uh, a benefit to our country, to our people, than anything, any kind of anything you could put on this cost of the war. What about the lives alone? And how about the, 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 the trauma? This isn't just fodder for Hollywood to make a movie, Home of the Brave, and see how veterans deal with traumatic uh, uh, deals. They can't explain why they're there. The soldiers can't explain why they're there. The politicians can't explain why they're there. And the politicians who sent them, they're all making a fortune in the stock market. This is one big, giant scam of which they have no idea how to get out of. None. Zero. Zip. Because you could pretend, and like I did, that this was going to be great. When Trump got in, I, I, I said, can you believe what he is saying to Jeb Bush? Isn't that great? This is everything I thought of. Can you believe how he is saying openly, Iraq had nothing to do with Twin Towers? Zero. Zippo. Can you imagine we're in a 16-year war of which is not just $6 trillion insurmountable dollars, and it's insurmountable. You're never going to get it back. It's completely wasted. So all the socialists who stopped mentioning the war, imagine what $6 trillion would do in your giveaway welfare. Now... You've got an insurmountable loss of money, an unbelievable loss of life, thousands upon thousands of soldiers, and tens of thousands that will never be the same. Because in their mind, when you go to bed and you do something maybe you don't agree with in your head, you've got to rationalize what you did it for. Now you wrap it in a flag, but what's here? You see the chaos, the sheer and utter chaos of what's happening in Afghanistan right now. In Afghanistan right now. And, and, and they're telling you, um, yeah, it doesn't look good. We're probably going to have to get out of it. Uh, where's uh, Trump here? Here. Today's strategy moves out of Afghanistan, only drives home the need to support men and women in our military and their families. We leave out the families affected by the hysterical loss. Our continued prayers remain with all our troops as we come together this morning. That's Melania about the three that are killed last week. I mean, so you, you're getting them killed this, last week. And if they're telling you what's killed, why aren't they telling you how many are, are wounded? We have no idea. We're being, I mean, this is, this is when government redacts information to the people. And just in, in blurbs, when they have to report loss or have to report costs, you might find out that it's $6 trillion. And it's hidden, hidden in a patriotism that I find particularly nauseating. Because who's this benefiting? Benefiting Saudi Arabia. They're loving it. Because it seems to be the guys that we're fighting all around, whether it's Yemen, whether it's Iraq, whether it's Afghanistan, these are all enemies of Saudi Arabia. And the money flows and the oil goes. Right? In the meantime, we could cripple them all. If you wanted real warfare, we could cripple them all. It's very simple. Pump all our oil. Build that Keystone Pipeline you promised about with American steel. We're going to pay more than we should for it. What happened to that? This is, you, you see gas prices, right? That's just one, but that's the most common one people can, can adapt to. Oil should still be $20 lower a barrel. When George Bush, before all this war started, it was under $23. I want you to think about that. $23 a barrel. So you've got this culmination of just misinformation Bad data lies about what a good economy is. Well, the small profit 
and I don't just mean the Federal Reserve cranking up the interest on debt we don't even know about. I'm talking about the inside trading of Nancy Pelosi, for God's sakes. She's buying put, she's buying calls, excuse me. She's buying options. Buying options, the most risk of all investments. And that's on what we, what she's telling us. How much, how many of them are doing it on these defense contracts? On, uh, the bosses, what, what do they call it now? It's not Blackwater, whatever name they had to change it to for tax purposes. And in the meantime, we're all distracted with the fact of what? Trade wars? You know, you realize, Trade wars, the guys who are selling you the trade war. And I mean the Larry Kudlows. They don't, Larry Kudlow doesn't believe this. But moreover, his lackey, who I used to like, I feel terrible even insulting him, but I can only deal with at hand the double cross Stephen Moore did to me. Listen to what he has to say. Every once in a while during the interviews with uh, Dan Proft in the morning show, the truth will come out. I mean, we, the last thing we want is Washington telling American companies where to build factories and where to close them down. I mean, that's absurd. I'm totally with you on that. And that's just Trump being Trump. You know, look, sometimes he, he acts like he, you know, he's the, he's the oracle from on, on high who knows where, you know, factories should be built and where they should be shut down. Of course not. And I, and I, I hate that when he personalizes politics in that way. I think it's, it's an abuse of power, frankly. It's an abuse of power, frankly. That was very important. I called, uh, the kid in there, Justin, I said, Justin, you got to give me that clip, baby. Because I sent him Larry Kudlow yesterday lying about everything. But this clip encapsulates his third guy selling this down the, down the chain of command, right? From uh, Lighthouser, I, I consider those frauds all, all one entity, whether it's Wilbur Ross, whether it's Peter Navarro, whether it's Lighthouser. These are all frauds, and these are the, the first the, the, the first line of nonsense in this phony trade war wrapped in patriotism. Then next, he sees the credible, used to be credible, Larry Kudlow, who all of a sudden is Botox in his face more than Melania is, and here's what he has to say. We're in very good shape. <laughs> sure we are. China, not so good. I'm not here to critique uh, or second-guess the Chinese economy, but most observers uh, believe China to be in a slump whereas the United States is in a very strong, solid position going into this uh, summit. However, again, to repeat, the president said there is a good possibility uh, that we can make a deal, and he is open to it. But on the other hand, if these conditions I mentioned a few moments ago are not met, not dealt with, you know, the president has said, um, look, he's perfectly happy to stand on his tariff policies. It's a great disappointment, obviously. The president indicated his own disappointment. Um, he believes... I hate the policy, but as, I have to uh, do frankly, it. Frankly, the Prime Minister of Canada, Trudeau, believes that the USMCA deal was a great help to the automobile industry and to auto workers. And, uh, by the way, they made those statements separately. And yet... GM comes in right after the deal. By the way, that deal will be signed in Argentina uh, with the U.S. Uh, and Canadian representatives. So there's great disappointment there. Um, there's disappointment that it seems like GM would rather build its electric cars in China rather than in the United States. Um, we are going to be looking at certain subsidies regarding electric cars and others, whether they should apply or not. I can't say anything final about that, but we're looking into it. Again, that reflects the president's own disappointment regarding these actions. So there's a lot to unpack there. Number one, subsidies. It's, a, it's, it's kind of a, um, 
it's kind of a magic trick. We give $7,500 per electric car because they suck, and we have to promote they wouldn't sell otherwise. So GM has to get a subsidy when they sell it because they actually lose money. Our $7,500 makes it profitable. However, once they hit a certain number of uh, volt sales to pigeons, then they, they stop getting them. So it's, okay, we're going to buffer you. We'll carry you a little bit. It's like having a slow-witted kid who goes into business. I'm going to help pay some of your lease on your storefront knowing you're going to fail. But if you, in the off chance you don't, then I'm going to stop paying. So that's what we do with GM. But GM is a hybrid company. It's not a, it's, it hasn't been a free company for 30 years. We've been underwriting, subsidizing, guaranteeing sales. And um, everyone says, oh, Ford's different. No, Ford's exactly the same. Because in most cases, we guarantee municipal sales in their trucks. See, we don't spend our money wisely when we spend the people's money. In fact, we just launder it into these fake companies like Ford and GM. Because if government wanted the best for the buck, they wouldn't buy these cars. They'd buy the better car, the one that lasts. But you can't because it's not American-made. So you have to perpetrate the scam there. And it's about time we unveil all of this. And it's the only way we're going to fix it because there is the noble lie that we've been buying is too expensive at this point the debt is outrageous it is it is something where um we're we're now chanting against our own best interest by letting guys like kudlow come out and and uh to a certain extent say you know when they raise the interest rate it's really a sign of a strong economy see there's a reason that donald trump doesn't want the fed to adjust to the phony GDP numbers, because he knows it's a lie. And he knows any adjustment based on those phony GDP numbers crushes the people, crushes us. When they raise that that interest on that debt a quarter of a point, we cannot make the interest-only payments. And that's the other thing. We're making interest-only payments. So if you had a son who had a visa and maxed it out his first month, would you tell him only pay the interest? Don't worry, it'll be fine. You're going to grow out of that. You're going to grow out of it. Because it's compounding. And the other thing, the reason we're going to trade war with China, the reason we're sanctioning Russia, the reason all of a sudden India is, uh, is not our ally in the, in the manner in which it should, and what I mean by that is he put trade war, uh, trade war specifically on products that India sells to us, is because their forecasters are almost as smart as Nancy Pelosi. And they're watching what we're doing and they're selling our debt. And now they're starting to talk about getting off our dollar. And ladies and gentlemen, when they get off the dollar, if they openly say, from now on, we're going to trade oil in the Chinese yuan, which, by the way, they have been doing for a couple of months already, but they're still funging a little bit of our, our, our dollar. When that happens, game over. End of story. There isn't a lie big enough for them to tell. And, and the problem we have is we're unprepared for it because we keep listening to Kudlow. We keep listening to him tell us the economy's good. And yes, we know that uh, GM closed 15% of its workforce, but it's really not due to our increased cost of their base aluminum and steel. Who believes that? Sure. See, here's the other thing. Those tariffs are new to a certain extent, so we're not feeling those ramifications and repercussions. But GM forecast it, and they realize right now we better nip this in the bud because I'd rather deal with the blowback of laying off 15% than the actual 30% these tariffs will cost us because they're not selling cars. And, and they're cheating the system because if you notice, when you watch television commercials, the only cars you can buy still that offer 0% financing are GM. 
and Ford. And they'll do it for 72 months. The moron way to purchase something. Although if it's 0%, you should do it that way. 0% on your money. Why give it to them? So they're, at every level, it is a house of, of mirrors of deception. Because if you want to go buy a car that you see value in, you, you have to pay 3 and 4 and 5% interest because that's the real market. So the point I have is we keep turning to this abuser and they keep selectively choosing which companies win or lose and we pretend we don't want a government that picks winners and losers. When the fact of the matter is, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Or the investigative reporters would be all over this. The investigative reporters would be all over uh, Larry Kudlow when he tells you what you know is a deception as he did yesterday. We're in very good shape. China, not so good. I'm not here to critique. Our... So I want to I tell you something. This is now the mantra. We're better than China, although we understand in your personal economy you may not be doing good. But don't worry. There's a little old lady in China that's not doing very well. I mean, is that the philosophy of America now? We're the, uh, we're the cleanest piece of fecal? That's not how it's supposed to be. We're the, we're the beacon of freedom. We're the beacon of property. We're the beacon of, of capitalism. I guess I, I feel guilty even saying that to you because we haven't had that. We're the example of a failed creditism. We're the example of Keynesianism almost perfected, and still it's a failure as it always was. And you could tell, you could tell that the, the fix is in. See, this is what I always say. Why would these people, who if they are so smart, why would they possibly promote socialism? And Nancy Pelosi showed you yesterday, because it makes her infallible. It makes her a god. It makes her in front of the spear tip. Because you think she invested $5 million in an, in an option without knowing it's going to cash out? Is there any question in your mind that the fix is in in the stock market? Is there any question that the laws that get Martha Stewart a year and a day make Nancy Pelosi and her cohorts rich? Now, if Nancy Pelosi's doing this, how many lobbyists do you think took a position like this? How many lawyers, how many inside people are now in this position? You think they're all going to lose? I don't think so. But don't worry. They got Botox face. He's going to set us all straight. Issues of intellectual property theft must be solved. Yeah, they're bad. Forced technology transfers must be solved. Yeah, that's bad, too. Significant tariffs. And non-tariff barriers must be solved. Uh, issues of ownership uh, have to be Now, just for a minute, I want you to think about this argument. The stupidity in the conflicting morality that they're selling you a lie. We are going to implement this policy we disagree with strongly in order to fix the policy. Huh. That's unusual. So, in other words, if... Um, I mean, that's like cheating on your wife to make your marriage better. Are you out of your mind? I'm going to make the people of my country suffer by buying inferior, more expensive products in hopes that you, China, stop doing the same to your people. And American patriots, Tea Party members, so-called conservatives, they're buying it and regurgitating that information. In fact, the greatest argument you're ever, I'm ever going to get, the greatest argument I'm ever going to get is America first, and yes, we have to do this to make America great. And it's almost as if they've deceived themselves from seeing the fact you're making the citizens worse. You're making the citizens less valuable. You're making our money less valuable. 
because the baseline knowledge of what a tariff is is, that, is something that people don't have. It's You're devaluing your dollar. You understand that? You know, there's a, there's a bridge. I was. It, it's fascinating to me. Um, there was a bridge built, and it was originally built under the guise of, hey, we can't do it. And the bridge, um, i got to get the name of it. It's between, it's the uh, Orsung Bridge in Sweden. It connects Denmark and Sweden. It's nearly 8,000 meters. And it was kind of a challenge that these um, engineers thought, we could do it. It'll be really, you know, let's give it a shot. They raised money, by the way. They raised money. Some of it's government TIF money or what we'd call in Chicago. And they got, they got this bridge built. The bridge connects 8,000 meters. And you know what happened? Those two countries had an economic boom. You know why? People were able to go back and forth and buy products. They were able to go back and forth and give value in service agreements in whatever it was. And their economies accidentally shot through the moon. See, this is what you're killing when you implement these tariffs. We do better. Companies like companies like the one that Nancy Pelosi bought an option in. They do what much better when there's when there's free trade. Amazon does much better. Walmart does much better. And the people who make little money, they do much better. What's the quality of life like in America for people who are on the on the hard earning money scale? I don't want to call it the low end scale, but people who are busy with their lives, people who are only able to make you know, 30,000, they work their ass off. They got two kids, whatever the circumstances of their life are. You could still have an incredibly quality, quality life without government subsidies. At least you used to. Why? Because you used to be able to go to Walmart. You used to be able to go to places and take Costco and take advantage of the value. Not only the value of your strong dollar, but the value of the goods it would purchase. They're telling you in order to fix the problems that you didn't have, we have to take that away from you. And don't worry, it's patriotic. I think it's important we wrap our head around that. I think it's also important that we remember they're profiting immensely. They're inside people. They're Nancy Pelosi's. They're lobbyists. Immensely. And if that's happening in just the economy that they see, what about the economy that we rarely talk about anymore? The economy of war. The military-industrial complex that Eisenhower warned us against. You realize the kind of number six trillion dollars in a war that has no end, that each week we lose more people, that each week more people come back mentally damaged, emotionally scarred. I had the I had the um, the guys give me a, a printout from the Department of Justice military casuals casualties excuse me since September 11th, 4,410 have died, but that's the astonishing number is wounded in action. It's just under 32,000 soldiers. And these are the ones that they know about. Not the ones who, who would do what most of us do, which is come home, put on the brave face, and say, I'm okay, let me go get a job and go back, to, go back to my pretend life. When you spent the majority of how many years not just surviving, but doing things you probably wouldn't do by nature. This is the kind of thing we're talking about. No, in Afghanistan, the total in Afghanistan, 2216. 2216 in Afghanistan. Killed in action, 1,833. And they're cooking the books on, on when we train them. They call that non-hostile. Non-hostile, you got almost 400. These are guys who are training Afghanistan guys that, that, that said they were on our team that turn around and shoot them in the face. Are you out of your mind? Wounded 20,000. We knew this. Russia knew this. Everybody knew this. But you know what? They spent $6 trillion. And can anybody tell us why? Who's the, who's the brainiac that could tell us why we're doing it? Why we're still there? 
anybody? Nation building. Is it is it the George Bush nonsense that we want these people who make their wives walk around like mailboxes, like fat ninjas? These are the people that we're going to pretend they want democracy? See, liberty comes from people demanding it and fighting for it. People themselves. The way we did 200 plus years ago, 240 years ago, and all of a sudden what? Um, now they want it and they didn't fight for it, but we're, we know what's best for them when we can't perfect democracy. And just pick an election to see it. Is democracy perfected in the 2018 midterm elections? I, I ask you, as these pseudo-intellectual fraud socialists who, by the way, just want to make money Nancy Pelosi makes, do you think Ocasio-Cortez doesn't want a position like Nancy Pelosi? No, but when they get in there, we have to you, you do what uh, Elijah Cummings said on the Sunday show. Even though we weren't elected by all the people, we're going to rule as if we were. Rule. They don't talk. They don't represent you. They rule you. Pick a pick an area. Pick a front. How many of us knew about this nonsense? Thousands upon thousands of deaths, trillions upon trillions of dollars in the Middle East. Would you vote for it again? Why isn't this voted for? We still haven't declared war. Congress hasn't declared war. Six trillion dollars, thirty-two thousand lives, and we don't know what the hell you're doing over there. You stupid son of a bitch. What are you doing over there? And my only hope was Trump. He ran. And it's so beautiful. Listen, it's so beautiful. I want to hear it again. When you said that George W. Bush, which was our last Republican president, uh, a man I respect greatly, uh, a person that we really fought for when he was up against. You know, I got to tell you something. Who's this stooge? This is when they get these, these staged questions. See, at the time that this question happened, was presented, it was on a talk show on CNN. It was on uh, Gloria Vanderbilt's kid, Anderson Cooper. This guy's a, a setup, and he was supposed to pit the Bush neocon against the Trump supporter. Well, I'm glad they did because he showed who worked. But Trump forgot why it worked. Trump forgot the reason that it worked is because we felt the way you did at that time. We knew it was a scam. We didn't like it from 2003 on. Listen, there's no question at the time I wanted Trump over Gore. I really did. I started to question the whole mission accomplished thing with the jumpsuit. Well, then why the hell are we there? See, to me, mission accomplished is when we're all back here and everybody's safe. Right? You come out, you say mission accomplished. But what they understand is they don't need the mission to be accomplished. They need the people to be complacent. And whether it's the economy, whether it's health care, or whether it's their greatest victory of all, fake war. When you're complacent, the option positions go on. When you're complacent, the money flows, the lobbying. How do you think these companies are doing? Listen to Trump with Saudi Arabia. Why, why should we um, still associate ourselves with scum like this, right? Kill the guy, butcher him, the whole nine yards. Why would we? Well, I got to sell $4 billion worth of arms. Are you listening to yourself? Have you lost your soul? This is a question I, I keep coming to when I hear people justify this kind of fraud, this kind of waste, this kind of malfeasance, open and notorious corruption in Nancy Pelosi's stock positions. Open and notorious corruption in this revolving door of, of these defense companies and their people in government. That they go out of government, they become on these boards. It's the defense companies. It's the investment banks. And I'm not, I'm not here talking like a communist. My answer to this isn't socialism. I'm not one of these Wall Street, uh, Occupy Wall Street morons. But the premise of what they were arguing against is correct. And it's correct in GM. It's correct that we're subsidizing failure in electric cars. Because you know what that leads to? That leads to Donald Trump telling you 
you're going to make this car, you're going to build it the way I want to build it, and you better pull your head out of your ass or there will be repercussions. That's how you threaten a, con- a-, a company. And that's when even your guy, Stephen Moore, says, well, that's an abuse of power. And so what? Because we all know we don't want anything done, right? We don't want any abuse of power, power taken up because then we would jump on the bandwagon of, well, maybe you should start to tell them, look, you've got to stop it or we'll remove you. And then you're lumped in with the socialists. So it's, it, I really feel that if this was a chess game, the citizens of the country, the people who believe in liberty, who believe in freedom, who believe in fiscal responsibility, you'd have to say checkmate because we've been Bobby Fishered. And it isn't the 14 levels of chess that the, the Trump supporters tell me he's playing when he implements bad policies. It's the fact that as a collective, Republicans and Democrats have overthrown the people, and they don't represent us, they rule us. And the reason is, point at an area, whether it's the money, whether it's the social net, whether it's the military-industrial complex and the foreign policy of our nation, which one is the, for the people who, who believe in liberty, who believe in principles? Get $11.1 million a day going to Israel, and you're telling me, okay, we have to? So I gotta pay, we got to pay $11.1 million in foreign aid, right? Because there's $38 billion was approved in 2017, and Trump increased that. So we're at $11.1 billion a day to Israel, and we're fighting three wars in the area. Well, which one is it? Why can't it be just one of those things? Does it have to be both? Because the debt ceiling, I know we don't care, but it's December 8th. It's like uh, December 8th, I think I'll be back from Florida by then. December 8th. And is there any question that they're going to increase the debt ceiling? Which, by the way, is a joke. This is the one thing you can agree with these imbecile socialist frauds. Let's stop pretending we have a debt ceiling. Let's stop pretending you're going to do anything about it. Because as I listen to all of the news stations, all of the business channels, oh, they're worried about a deficit. You know, let's a deficit. What the hell is a deficit? It's a made-up government word. It's not a deficit. There's no. You, you think people out there who are bankrupt filed b- bankruptcy papers to go before the judge and they say, you know what, I couldn't manage my deficit? What the hell are you talking about? You spent more than you could ever possibly make. That's the deficit. And the answer to that isn't to tax me more. The argument is, and, and I hear it made by these frauds who have their own business shows on Fox even. Oh, they, you know, you shouldn't have gave the corporate tax cuts without paying for it. Hey, stupid, how about you stop the spending, stupid? You worried about how, how, you, how you're double-taxing and triple-taxing people? There are no corporations. They should have a zero tax bracket. That's the way they could push off their profit to their actual workers, to the actual people who produce. Zero corporate tax, zero. That's the only thing that's right. Otherwise, you tax people three and four times, and we haven't even factored in the VAT tax, the consumption tax you call sales tax, which is really a... a a merchandise tariff. I mean, let's start having some common sense philosophies here. Because if you don't, you get pulled off into the deep water. And guys like Stephen Moore and Larry Kudlow, who talked one way for 35 years of their life, could double-cross you and speak to support this kind of atrocity, this kind of abuse by power, by his own guy called it. So, what is the answer? The answer is really simple. Purge the Republican Party. Purge it. What you, how come we let people self-describe? I'm a Republican why? You sound an awful lot like a Democrat. What are the rules? Until you write rules of what it means and, and articulate what it means to stop tyranny over people, stop taking their money and using it for things they disagree with. Because I'll tell you what, how many of us have had our money used for this war and how many of us agree with it? 
And where's our real representation? You mean to tell me I got to be subjected to idiots running every two years and that's my choice? Oh, it's a binary choice. It's a binary choice. What are you? What are you, an independent? You a crackpot? You a third party moron? This is what happens, the reality of it. And the trajectory of the tyranny continues. We're way past Hayek's road to serfdom. We're on Brezhnev's word to, uh, uh, road to Soviet Union. That's the road you're on, brother. It's a shame. It's a crying shame because at this point, the answer with a guy like Donald Trump in there isn't more Trumpism, isn't more creditism, it isn't just shut up and reject some of the Republicans. It's to, to have a foundation to build a party on. I'm sorry, but the Republican Party is over. It's tainted. It's over. It doesn't mean anything. They've been talking like Democrats for two decades. They've been running like totalitarian dictators since we pretended Bush was a conservative. Since you, And I mean his father. His father. I mean, really, the, the whole thing. And, and, and here's the other thing. I thought Reagan did some great stuff. I really did. I thought Reagan did some great stuff. But when push comes to shove... He, he was also willing to use this, these black ops and this mindless money. When push comes to shove, you investigate exactly what it meant, Iran-Contra. At that time, we're arming, arming Iran. To do what? To fight off the communists in, in, in Sandinista? I mean, have you, have you lost your mind? So sometimes they're our friends, sometimes they're our enemy. But one thing is, we shouldn't be anywhere in the Middle East. I'm sorry. Oh, we need strategic. Listen to me. You're spending billions upon billions of ships. We don't need anything. We got drones. We're fighting a war from Arizona. You don't need any of these, this nonsense, a presence in the Middle East. We don't need to waste one of these boys' lives as I look at this. The 32,000 wounded. These kids are damaged. And you took advantage of their ignorance. You took advantage of their patriotism. And if they're willing to do it here, and children, these are kids, man. Kids haven't had a chance to live. How about we start simple philosophies? From now on... Only guys we send to war are 50 and older. They live their lives. Why are you killing the youth of your country? The assault on the kids of the country, whether it's this Ponzi scheme economics, Keynesian fraud, and how we've buried them to make them pretend that they have any property left, or the fact that we lie and deceive them to get them to strap on uh, uh, a pale-colored outfits and go shoot people they never would. I'm starting to sound... I'll tell you what... I, I, I'm starting to be ashamed that I bought this for a half of my life. I bought this for half of my life. I bought this. I was hardcore. Yeah, go get them. The reality is we, the citizen, are losing. And Nancy Pelosi has got $5 million in stock options that she knows is going to make money, this inside trading scumbag that she is. And she's just the one we caught. There's 434 out there doing the same exact goddamn thing. And I'm worried about my bills every month. You think Nancy worries? You think the lobbyist worries? You think the broker that sold her this? You think he worries? I don't like losing, and if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it screaming liberty. And if I do it, I'm going to go down fighting, and I think we all should. I'll tell you the truth. This is the Liberty Hour. I've had a great time. Listen, um, this Sunday, I have to go to work in Florida, which, by the way, I got. did I tell you, Mr. Producer? I actually had two callers from the show contact me about buying small condos and investment properties in South Florida. I'm excited to do that. If you want to do that, Liberty Real Estate Services, or you can send me an email at sean at capitalistunion.com. Sean is spelled S-H-A-U-N. All right, I look forward to being back. I look forward to talking again. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I truly do appreciate it. Thank you very much. We'll be back as soon as possible.
Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.